It's Christmas, yo. <laughs> I've been uh, uh, going around the office all week, and anytime somebody would walk in the door, I'd be going, it's Christmas, yo, and all the different responses I would get. I, it, uh, my, Rachel, our admin, she's just like, stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> I was like, Kim, I'm going to make everybody say that, and she was like, don't you dare do that. So, but I was going to say it. So, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. How's everybody doing? You guys good? You guys excited about Christmas? Man, this is the most wonderful time of year, yes? <laughs> hey, I, um, I just, uh, so glad that you're here. A couple of things that I just want to, a, a couple of people I want to acknowledge real quick. Uh, everybody who has uh, put this service together, our worship team, uh, didn't they do amazing? I'm just, <laughs> I, I, to be quite honest with you, that entire team could play at any church in the world. Um, it's just been amazing that, that they've blessed us with their talents. Uh, the tech team and all the volunteers and all the different people that have helped to make this service um, today, I just want to say thank you to them. So let's give them a big round of applause. Thank you. Um, okay, I'm going to start with a couple dad jokes. Is that okay? It helps me relax, all right? And uh, so DJ kind of stole my thunder with a knock-knock joke, but I'm going to do it the proper way, okay? Are you guys ready? All right, you guys going to get involved? All right, ready? Knock, knock. Ho, ho. Uh, Your Santa Claus needs some work. All right, okay. All right, what is it called when a snowman has a temper tantrum? A meltdown. Oh, yeah, a couple dads already caught that. Okay. All right, um, what is the absolute best Christmas present? Jesus. Always answer Jesus. Kids, you, you, you know that, absolutely. Absolutely. But for joke's sake here, a broken drum, you cannot beat it. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, two more and the pain will go away, I promise. Uh, all right, what did the ginger man put on his bed? The gingerbread man put on his bed. A cookie sheet. All right, all right. What did Joseph tell people when they asked him how Mary and Jesus were doing after the birth? He said, both are in stable condition. <laughs> ah, right. How many kids do we have in here? Wait a second. All right, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. Let me hear all the kids in here. All right, here's the deal. For you kids, I have a challenge for you. So you all were given a packet. I know in that packet are some crayons, or if you want to borrow a pen from your parents, um, I have a little challenge for you. I'm going to be sharing a message about gifts. How many of you like gifts? Oh, yeah? Okay, almost every kid. Hey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to make a mark every time I say the word gift. Okay, gifts counts, but give that doesn't count. Gift. When I say that word, mark it down. After the service, I want you to meet me in the foyer, and I have a special gift for you if you will give me how many times I said the word gift. And you're going to like this gift. It's really cool. So you guys getting your crayons out? Now, when do, when do I want you to start is when I say amen after my prayer. Okay, I'm going to pray here in just a few minutes. And when I say amen, that's the start, Okay. So kids, what's the word? Let's try one more time. What's the, what's the word? 
gift. All right, you guys in? You ready? After I pray, when I say amen. All right, hey, for everybody else, uh, we're concluding the series, The Light Has Come. And uh, this month, we've just been talking about um, just the fact that Jesus was given to us um, to bring in just a great light. And that light is to actually illuminate just in a dark world. And we've just done, the teaching team, the people who have spoke on this has just been absolutely amazing. Um, and I was just praying God, what do you have, what do you want me to do to conclude this service? And so I, I believe that the Lord um, just spoke to me about actually uh, things that he wants us to receive for this Christmas weekend. And so I'm going to read a couple scriptures um, found in the book of John as the uh, kind of foundation of the message. And they're not necessarily your traditional Christmas scriptures, but I think you will see very much um, how, how it relates. Um, John, let me, before I go into it, let me explain to you who John was. John was a disciple of Jesus. In other words, he walked and talked with Jesus when Jesus was here on the planet. Um, not only was he just a disciple, uh, but he was, the Bible says, one of the closest disciples. He was one of the three people that were closest near to Jesus. And as a matter of fact, John self-proclaimed him as the one Jesus loved, which makes me laugh every time that I hear that or that I say that. I mean, let me just ask you this. Do you have any relationships where you explain it as I'm the one that she loves or he loves? For instance, I'm the one Kim loves. Kim's my wife, in case you don't know that. I mean, we just don't do that. And here John is, I'm the disciple that Jesus loved, writing about himself, okay? So uh, the reason I tell you that is because as we go into this reading, I want, I want you to get the picture of who is writing this. This is somebody that was very close to Jesus, considered himself a friend of Jesus, and actually would say that Jesus considered John his friend, just by what he says. And so when he writes these things, I, I want you to understand there's a great weight in his testimony, because he was writing things that he saw that Jesus, he saw Jesus do and Jesus say. Does that make sense? And so as I read these, I want you to, to understand that it's coming from somebody who was very, very close to Jesus, and his whole heart was to communicate not only to the people that he was writing to right then, but to all of us, the good news about who Jesus Christ is. Amen? Okay, so with that in mind, let's read um, John chapter 1, starting at verse 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, I need to stop real quick. Verse 14, a little bit later, says, and the Word became flesh. And so when you see the word Word here, it's speaking about who? Jesus. It's actually speaking about Jesus. In the beginning... The word already existed, the word was with God, and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. Everybody say everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. A little bit later, John 3, 16 most of us know this, but I want to read a couple verses after that to include in context. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. You know why we celebrate Christmas with gifts? Is because God set the example. He sent his son as a gift to each one of us because he loves us so much. He gave his one and only son that everyone who believes in him shall not perish but have eternal 
life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. And this is the verdict. The light has come into the world. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the light that has come into this world. We thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. And we thank you that we get to celebrate this weekend, his coming. And God, I pray that you would open our hearts, that you would open our eyes, our spiritual eyes, our spiritual hearts, our spiritual ears to receive the word that you have for us. And God, I pray that as I communicate this message, that it would be incredibly life-giving, that people that are listening to me right now would receive the words, not from Dan, but from the Holy Spirit, God. And so as I often pray, God, may I decrease and you increase in me so that the words that come out of my mouth would penetrate into the hearts, into the spirits, into the minds of everybody listening. And so, Lord, we pray that you would change us today. God, may this not just be uh, another speech, but let this be a life-giving word that helps us to truly enjoy this Christmas weekend better than um, any other one that we've had. And so, Lord, we thank you for these things in your name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Kids, start counting. The word is what? Gift. Gift. All right. I was praying um, for the service, and I um, you guys have heard me say this many times, um, and I would encourage you, if you pray, if you pray to the Lord and ask him a question, pay very close attention to your first thought. And so I was in prayer a couple weeks ago, Tuesday night, and we were gathered and praying, and we started to pray, and I just in the midst of it said, Lord, what do you want me to communicate on Christmas Eve? And the first thought I had was, I have a couple gifts that I hope everybody will open this year. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, and so I started to just ask him about that. And so I want to share three things from that scripture that I just read that I believe that the Lord is praying and hoping that you will open this weekend. How many of you like to open gifts? Okay, like half the room likes opening gifts. The other half are liars. The first gift is the gift of liberty. Everybody say liberty. liberty. All right, what is Liberty. It's freedom. As a matter of fact, um, if you look up the Greek word, it actually means it's the state of being free. That's what makes America so great, yes? Because we have liberty. We can walk around pretty much free in, in regards to where we go, how we go. We have that state of being free. But my question to you is this. How are you doing spiritually? How are you doing emotionally? How are you doing mentally? Would you say there's great freedom or is there things that have bound you up that kind of hinder you? Because I would submit to you that on this Christmas weekend, God wants each and every one of us to open up the gift of freedom. Okay, And I'm not talking freedom from a, from a national perspective. I'm talking about freedom from an individual perspective of being set free from the things that hinder you. Okay, there should be a big amen on that. Unless you're perfect... Anybody perfect in here? Yeah, I, We all struggle. John Peterson's. Oh, I, you're pointing at DJ? DJ's perfect. Yeah, DJ was pointing at Cammie. No, I'm not going to. All right. John 3.17, going back to the original scripture, says this. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And church, I want you to grab a hold of this this Christmas weekend. The fact that Jesus came, he didn't come so that he could uh, expose and show us all our flaws. 
He came to give us freedom. He didn't come to condemn us for who we are and, and our shortcomings. He came to set us free and to help us to understand that we have eternal, everlasting life with the Father who created us. Amen? Amen? And so I think of many times people, um, when they think about God, they think that he's angry, that he's gray hair, gray beard, he's austere, he, and he's just looking to, to get them. I, I'm here to tell you, that is not the heart of your creator. The heart of your creator is he absolutely loves and adores you. It says in the word that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. He said he knew you before you were knit together in your mother's womb. It says he knows the number of hair on your head. I mean, God knows you intimately, and he wants you to understand that he is not out to get you, but he is out to free you. He's not out to get you. He's out to free you. As a matter of fact, Galatians 5.1 says this, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. I love what Paul is doing here. He, he, he wants to give this double emphasis so that we will get this. It is for what? Freedom. That we have been set free. What are you supposed to be? Free. 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 Don't show, raise your hands right now, but would you say, man, I totally feel free. I know that there's areas in my life where I am strong in this area and there is great freedom. But there are areas, other areas in my life where I struggle. Anybody else? Where you are bound, where there's not that freedom. You wouldn't say I'm totally free in here. And so God wants to give the gift, kids, gift right there, all right, of freedom. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is now, here's the beautiful thing about Christmas, one of the many things, but one of the things that we get to celebrate is the fact that Jesus came, was born as a baby, he grew up, he died, he rose again, and right after he rose again, he breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. He told them before he died that it is better that I go because of this gift of the Spirit. Now, if you've called upon the name of the Lord, you have the Spirit in of you, inside of you, and I just want to simply ask you this, how much of the Spirit do you get? All of it. You've been taught very well. You get all of the Holy Spirit. Okay. This says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom. Again, just self-reflect real quick. How are you doing with that? Over and over and over, you will find in the Scripture that one of the common stories, one of the common threads, whether Old Testament or New Testament, is that God wanted you and I to understand that he wants you and I to be free. To be free. To have a spiritual freedom, to be emotional free, mentally free. And so um, I want to bring light to one more scripture here because I think this unpacks it. It's, it's found in the book of Hebrews. If you really want to know God's love for you, read the book of Hebrews. Because it talks about Jesus and what this gift has done for us and the impact and the fact that he has gone through everything that we go through so that we have a Lord and Savior that understands what we go through. So read through that entire chapter. It's a great, great section of scripture to read. But I'm going to pick up in chapter 4, verse 12, and it says this, for the word of God is living and active. For the word of God is living and active. I'm going to stop real quick. The book that we know is the Bible it actually composes and puts several books together. And I think for many people, they think it's just a book that you read. But for others, and I'm seeing heads already, not for others, it becomes very alive and active. 
So many times I've read a section of scripture where I've read it dozens of times and then all of a sudden I read it and it actually becomes alive and speaks directly to my area of life that I'm dealing with at that time. Anybody else? So if you have had that experience, you know what this word is saying, that that the word of God is alive and active. If you have never experienced that, I want to encourage you, get into your Bible. And don't read it just as a book of information. Read it as a guiding light to your life. Because if you do it, I promise you that certain sections will all of a sudden become alive to you and speak to you. Maybe sections you've read over and over will all of a sudden give you a new, fresh perspective. Get into your word. The word of God is living and active. And it goes on and says, sharper than any double-edged sword. It pierces even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts of intentions of the heart. Okay, so here's the picture as I was reading through that. Here's the picture I get. This sword coming into my life and actually separating between the things that bind me and the things that set me free. Can you guys see that picture right there? It's alive and active. And because of the Holy Spirit, he can come in. He uses the word to come in and to actually divide those things that we struggle in. And if we'll allow him to, if we will open this gift of freedom and we'll allow that to come into our life, what will happen is the word of God through the Holy Spirit will come in and penetrate and begin to set us free from those areas that we're bound in. It goes on, the very next verse. And says, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Okay, whether you believe in God or not here today, I'm here to tell you that nothing is hidden from God's sight. Nothing. He knows everything. Nothing is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and exposed before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Now, I want to bring some insight to this scripture that I'm hoping will be freeing for you. Because I think a lot of times we think that um, if God shines the light into our lives and begins to show us the areas where we're flawed, those imperfections, those areas that we struggle, I, I think that there's a human thinking in our mind that if he does that, if we allow that light to come in, then all of a sudden we're going to be exposed before not only him, but maybe other people around us, and that people are going to see our blemishes, and, and that God just wants us to walk in shame or uh, just in that ugly thought that we would have of ourselves when we think about those things. Does that make sense? And I think a lot of people don't come to Jesus and don't receive this great gift of Jesus Christ because they think God is going to come in and embarrass them or make them feel ashamed in front of him and all their friends and family and anybody else. Yes? But I'm here to tell you that if you take these words and actually look at them in the, in the Greek that they were written in, sometimes our English language does such a terrible job. We put different words like... Um, in this case, uncovered and exposed. Uh, and we miss, the, we miss what it really means. Okay, uh, for the sake of mixed company in here, I want you to go to the Bible app and you can see what the Greek words are. Um, but I'm gonna try to keep this very G-rated, if that makes sense. Um, when it says that nothing is hidden in God's sight and he wants to uncover things, it's a picture of going back to the garden with an Adam and Eve when they hadn't eaten that apple yet and they were completely uncovered. Am I making sense? Because God's heart for all of us is that he wants us to be absolutely uncovered from all of the things that would hinder us. 
And that word exposed, again, look it up in the Bible, because I don't want to get into the, the man, it's an incredibly graphic picture-wise when you read to what the Greek means. But it literally means to, to pull your head back, to expose. And it goes on in the meaning of the Greek word, what would happen when you do that? When you pull somebody's head back. I, okay, so what is God trying to say here? I think what he's trying to tell you and I is this. I have the gift of freedom that I want to give to you. And in order for you to realize it, I've given you the word that is alive and active that can come in and separate between the things that hinder you and the things that I have for you that are free to freedom. And I want to shine a light on those things and I want to make it where you are completely uncovered, laid open bare so that you can be set free from those things. He gives the picture of that, that going back to, again, Adam and Eve, I, man, they didn't know any better. They didn't know they were walking around with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The same God that if somebody sees their pres his presence now, dies instantly. They were completely innocent. When I say completely innocent, who do you think of? God, okay, good, absolutely. And now, the one that said that is a what? Right? A child, yes or no, has this incredible innocence about them. Yes? And in the middle of that, they'll say anything, they'll do anything, they run, ah, they just don't, they have, they don't know better. Yes? And would you say they are free or bound? Enter the kingdom like a little child. So I'm going to do something. Um, I, I want you in just a minute to... Uh, we're going to open a gift. We're going to open this gift, all right? Uh, and before I take you through this, I, I want you to understand this. Um, God doesn't want us to fix ourselves so that we can receive this gift. Okay? Um, when we were talking about this as a teaching team, this had so much life in it because I think on many times we think we have to fix ourselves. So we have to get into the right place in order to receive the freedom. And church, I'm here to tell you, God wants to take you blemishes, warts and all, and give you freedom. And if you'll receive that, then he'll go, okay, you know what? We can work on this. But he doesn't want you to try to get yourself made right before you open this gift of freedom. He is saying this gift of freedom is what's going to make you right. And that's a huge difference. So if you're here trying to, um, trying to perform for God, that you're trying to do these right things, I, I want you to be free from that. I want you to receive the gift of freedom and let that go and just receive the freedom that God has for you and let him begin to guide and direct you. Yes? All right, so here's what I want to do. I would like everybody to close their eyes. I know there's a few people that are, that are like me that don't visually see things. Um, so as I'm speaking these things, for those that are here that are that way, just take in the words and process what I'm saying. But most of the people in this room, I've learned, picture and put pictures to words. And so as I speak these words, I want you to start to see it happen, see it take place. And so again, with your eyes closed, I want you to pick up this gift. Do you see it? Do you see it wrapped? Kind of like a Christmas gift. 
And I want you to grab that gift and I want you to rip that wrapping paper off. And, and like a kid, when they're opening up a box and they see Xbox on or a PlayStation, I want you to see the outside of this box and it simply says, liberty. It says freedom. And as a kid would get excited about that PlayStation or Xbox, I, I want that excitement. Do you feel that excitement stirring in your heart? Let it, let it stir. You've got this box that's just labeled all over it, liberty, freedom, liberty, freedom. Put yourself there holding that box. Begin to get excited about actually opening it up. And now let's go ahead and open it. Open that box. What's in it? What is the thing that God wants you to embrace that would separate you from the, bond, the, bond, the bondage, the thing that would bind you or hinder you and give you that freedom? What is that thing? What's in that box? Here's where it becomes difficult for me as your eyes are still closed. It becomes difficult for me because it's different for every person in this room. But through the Holy Spirit, he can reveal it to everyone at the same time. And so now just open your hearts and your mind. What's in that box? What is it that God wants to get you, give you freedom with? What is the area? Is there an addiction that God wants to expose and that light is just showing it and God is saying, hey, I want to set you free right now, today, for Christmas. I want to set you free from that. Maybe it's a broken relationship. Maybe it's a work situation where you're just really struggling with... Um, what to do, and God wants to just set you free from that. Maybe it's a mentality of perfectionism that he just wants to set you free. What, whatever it is, begin to let it just penetrate. Let the Holy Spirit show you what's in that box. And now let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit and the fact that you can speak to each one of us right now. And God, we come to you, and we thank you for this gift of freedom. And as you are giving people pictures right now of what you want to set free from their life. No matter how big or how small that thing is, God, I pray that this Christmas weekend you would deliver them from these things. Through the power of Jesus' name, that your Holy Spirit would come into their lives and that you would set them free, that they would have the gift of freedom in this particular area. Maybe it's more than one area. God, I pray that you would just set us free. God, help us to embrace the fact that you want us to be free. It is for freedom that you have set us free. So show those areas that you want to illuminate in our hearts that you want us to walk with you in now and not in that bond, bind it, bound, huh, not bound in those things. In your name, amen. Amen. Good gift? Let me try that again. Good gift? All right, all right, good. Uh, promise you the second and third won't go as long. I felt like there was just a lot of life in that one. Second gift, second gift that I want you to get. That was two times for all you kids right there. All right, the gift of life, the gift of life. Going back to the original scripture again, John 1, 4, the word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone, everyone. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that everyone who believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Everybody say life. life. When somebody says that person is the life of the party, what does that mean? They're fun. They're cool. 
They're happy, they're joy, they're attractive, the people want to be around them. When somebody says those kids have a lot of life, what do they mean? Energy, man, that's funny in both services, energy. Let me just ask you, would you describe yourself that way? Are you the life of the party? Are you full of energy? Is there tons of joy? Is there, okay, guess what? Jesus came to give us life. Yes? I believe his intention is that we would be so full of, of, of Jesus, of the Holy Spirit, that we would have this energy. You know one of the things I love about DJ Smith is this man has life. Yes? Dude, his, Marcus and I were just talking about, man, you are just like running up here. Sorry, and now Marcus is trying to follow me. We're doing it. I, it there's just like, you are, we are attracted to the life. Church, God wants you to be filled with life. Uh, before I read a couple more scriptures about this, let me explain to you what the word life is. And again, the Greek to English didn't translate well here. Life, used 135 times in the New Testament alone. Life, both physical, I'm breathing, that life that is given to us by God, not only that, but of spiritual existence. Do you have spiritual life? For example, it always and only comes from and is sustained by God's self-existing life. The Lord intimately shares his gift of life with people. Okay, I, I'm not sure if you're getting, getting the fullness, so I'm going to try to bring this home a little bit. Um, when this word was used, when two people were talking and the Greek word is used, they are getting the picture of God going, I have given you life and I've given you spiritual life. That, that's what they hear. That's what they process. It's not just life, like a life. No, this is, this is a vibrance of not only physical living, but of spiritual life. That's what they hear when they see this word. And so when Jesus said in John 10, 10, I have come that they may have life and have it in its fullness. What they are hearing is I have come that they may intimately share with the gift that I have for them. This is a really good place for an amen. Maybe I, maybe I thought it was better. To... Am I communicating that, right? Listen, it goes on, it says, it, creating each creating each in his image, which gives all the capacity to know his eternal life. So I understand that that word life, when Jesus said, I came to give life and life to the full, what he is saying is, hey, I came as a baby and I walked and talked on this planet and I died for you, not just so that you could have eternal life and you could live in eternity forever with me, but I died so that you could live this life here and now with that excitement and that joy and that exuberance of a little kid. And that's the gift that he wants to give to you. John 14, 6 says this. Jesus answered, I am the way, I am the truth, and the No one comes to the Father except through me. I'm studying this out and talking with my wife about it, and all of a sudden it just strikes us. Jesus describes himself as life. He is the life. And so church, if you're sitting here today and going, well, I don't know if I have that life in me, then I would submit to you, well, whatever that area is where you don't have life, take Jesus with you and put him there. Because if you will put Jesus there, he is life, and I promise you, life will come. 
I'm not saying that life will be easy. As a matter of fact, Jesus said we will have trouble in this life. But then James writes, hey, consider it pure joy when you face troubles. What? Well, you do that when you bring Jesus with you into whatever circumstance you have. And I know speaking to a group this big, I know some people are super excited and filled with life for Christmas right now. And some of you are very struggling right now struggling right now. I totally understand that. I totally get that. But here's what I do know, that Jesus came to give you life no matter where you're at. And we can have life in good circumstances and in bad circumstances if we will bring Jesus, who self-proclaimed himself as life, if we'll bring him into those areas. And so church, this Christmas, open the gift of life. Open the gift of life. Look at your life and try to decide whether there's dread or excitement. You know, Christmas is a very funny time of year, uh, especially for, for kids, especially today, right? Because tonight, they have a really hard time sleeping. Why do they have a hard time sleeping tonight? Because of the presents tomorrow, right? The excitement of what tomorrow brings. Oh, church, did you get that? In order to know that you're doing well here, when you go to bed at night, are you excited about tomorrow? And if not, can I submit to you that this gift of life is one that you should open up tonight? Open it up this weekend. Open up the fact that God wants life for you. Don't be in this place where you're just like, well, no, we're just supposed to suffer for the Lord. And Man, you're going to. That's the promise. It's going to come. But you know what? We might as well have life as we go through that. Yes? yes? Okay, so here's what I put in my notes. We're gonna do the same exercise in just a minute and I'm gonna have you open this gift of life and I want you to picture, as you're doing it, I want you to picture yourself receiving this gift as a child receives a Christmas gift. Okay, um, as I was studying, writing that down, I wrote in my notes, I immediately thought of the video I showed last year and I'm gonna to totally show it again, uh, partly because it's my daughter and I absolutely miss her because she's been in London and we haven't seen her forever um, and because I think it just it shows us the example of opening gifts with just wonder and amazement and so tell me after you see this whether you think this is full of life or not. Check this out.
Life? You know what? The Word of God says that we who are sinners, if we give good gifts to our kids, how much more does our Heavenly Father give gifts to us? And I will, I will just say this as a parent. It breaks my heart when my kids are struggling. Anybody else? It breaks my heart when they're not receiving either something that somebody gave them or something that God gave them. It, it, it breaks my heart that they're not embracing and pulling that in. And if we who are sinners have that mindset with our kids, how much does our Heavenly Father see us this way? And so church, I, I'm not going to say thus saith the Lord, but in my mind, in my heart, I wonder if God is just broken hearted because his kids aren't receiving life that aren't pulling in the life that Jesus died for. And they're putting that gift and they're not going, what is it? They're going, I don't earn this. I didn't earn this. I'm not worthy of this. I need to shelf this until I get things right. I can't even open that until I do X, Y, and Z. And I'm here to tell you that God simply wants all of us to just enter and bring in those gifts like a child would. And when I say open the gift of life, maybe this weekend just visualize yourself going, what is it? <laughs> and then let God just begin. I, I mean, have you ever seen somebody so excited for an alarm clock? <laughs> this is how God wants us to receive this gift, yes? So close your eyes. Let's picture it again. There's another gift. You see it? Grab it. Take that wrapping paper off. And on this, it says life, abundant life. It says life to the full. It's just written all over it, big letters. It just says life, life, life. And now I want to have you picture yourself opening this gift. Open it up. And I believe that a light just shines, shines through from the bottom of the box to illuminate the area that you're struggling in right now. The area where you're having difficulty the area that maybe um, there just isn't any life in. Let God reveal to you right now what that is. Ask him to reveal it to you. And then realize as you look deeper and deeper into it, the brightness of the light fades away and all of a sudden you begin to see in that box is how to pick up life, his life. Maybe it's a picture of him. Maybe it's him being involved in that particular area of your life with you. Whatever it is, church, I'm asking you, pick it up. Take that gift. Hold it close. Hold it close to your heart. Be like a little child right now in your mind. In your mind, be like a little child. Be excited about this life. What is it, God? Oh, what is it? God, give me life. God, take over the drudge, the, the, the dread that I have for this thing and replace it with life. Replace it with life. So Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. And as you're revealing these things, God, I pray that you would replace dread with life. God, that you would replace negative thoughts about circumstances and things, and you would replace them with your thoughts about those things. God, I pray that you would show us how to bring you the life into that scenario and into that picture, into whatever that is. Maybe it's a broken relationship that you want to bring life back to. Maybe it's a job that you want to bring life back into it. 
Maybe it's a, a love for something that you just had when you were growing up, but you've lost the joy and the life, and God wants to bring that back. Holy Spirit, bring it back into our hearts. God, we open this gift. We open this gift. We say thank you for it, and we receive it in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, so God wants us to open the gift of liberty, gift of life, and this one will go very quickly. The third one is this. He wants us to open the gift of light. Going back to the foundation scripture again, the word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought life to everyone. Now, here's what's interesting. That light has been given to everyone, but not everyone has opened this gift. Yes? The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. John 3, 19, and this is the verdict. The light has come into the world. Amen? The light has come into the world. So the question is, will you embrace it? Will you receive it? Church, will you receive the light of Jesus Christ? As we're celebrating Christmas, don't get caught up in all the accoutrements of everything, but receive the light, the gift of light that God wants to give to you. John 8, 12, once again, Jesus spoke to the people and this is what he said. He walked and talked on this planet and these are the words he spoke. He said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. John 12, 46, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should remain in darkness. Church, if you feel dark in any area of your life, that is not God's will or intention for you. Do you see it? I'm reading from the word of God that Jesus himself said, I'm here because I want to expel all darkness from your life and bring you into life, freedom, and light. This is his heart. This is his hope. This is why he sent Jesus. And if you are here and you've asked Jesus into your your life and you're walking in, in relationship with him, then I just want you to get more freedom and more life and more light. But if you are here this weekend and you haven't asked Jesus into your heart, I want you simply to do this. Go before God and just say, hey, is this, is this real or not? You know, the greatest gift I ever opened was Jesus Christ. I had a friend that loved me so much that he came alongside me and he said, hey, Dan, God doesn't want religion from you. He wants a relationship. And that, that seeded this little light in my heart and I couldn't get away from that thought to the point where I finally went, okay, God, if you're really real, prove yourself to me. And he absolutely did. And all of a sudden I began to realize, oh my gosh, you have so many gifts for me. And all of a sudden, the blinders went off of my eyes and I began to see that his, his heart for me was nothing but good. He wasn't out to get me. He wasn't out to catch me. He wasn't out to expose me. He was simply out to show me his love and to give me these gifts. When we ask Jesus into our heart, it begins to dispel the darkness out of our lives, yes? Yes? And it's a work in progress. Again, certain areas get illuminated right away. Uh, I never, I'll never forget my, my wife and I, um, we had a similar addiction in the middle of, of the coming to the Lord and God delivered me from it immediately and not her and she got so mad at me. 
Thankfully, he delivered her later. But you know what? There's certain things that God will illuminate right away and all of a sudden be like, hey, it was dark, now it's light, and oh my gosh. And then there's areas where we just have to ask God to keep lighting, keep lighting, keep lighting. Um, but here's, here's, here's something for you. Um, if you were splunking, do you know what splunking is? You're caving, and you're down there, and you're in that 55-degree temperature, because it's always 55 degrees in the middle of a cave, and all of a sudden your headlamp went out, and it's pitch black, and you can't see your hand, and you don't know where you're at, and you're lost. How great would be a little light that came in all of a sudden? This is Jesus. This is Jesus. He was sent to this world because we all live in darkness, and he's come to give us the gift of light. And I want you to embrace it. And I want you to understand you don't have to earn it, but you just accept it. You bring it in. And when you ask Jesus into your heart, we get all of the Holy Spirit deposited into us, and he is that light. And I will just simply finish by saying this. There's a scripture in Revelations that's talking about the new heaven and new earth, the second coming of Jesus coming. And it says that we will no longer need the sun nor the moon because he will be the light. Revelation 21, 23, and the city has no need of the sun or the moon to shine on it because the glory of God illuminates the city and the lamb is its lamp. The lamb is its lamp. The Holy Spirit deposited in you and I is that light. You know that, right? How much of the Holy Spirit do you get? So how much of the light do you get? We get all of it. We get all of the same light that is going to illuminate all of earth. It's in you. It's in you. But here's the thing about God. He's not going to force himself out of you. He's simply going to say, will you open the gift of light and let it radiate radiate out to other people? Will you let it come out? Will you let it reflect off of you? And so close your eyes one more time. I want you to open up that third gift, grab it, rip it open. You're excited now because you know it's only good things that come out. And as you rip open the box, it's so bright, you can't even look into it. But then all of a sudden your eyes adjust and you begin to see that the light actually isn't, isn't just coming and, and coming into you, but it's actually hitting you and bouncing out and hitting everybody else in the room. Everybody that's there is being illuminated with the light that you're allowing to radiate off of you. And so resist the temptation to, to kind of hide it, but open your arms and let that light actually hit and bounce off of you and penetrate and fill the entire room. God, we thank you so much for the light that you have given to us as a gift that we can radiate to the entire world. God, I pray that you would help us to see that a part of opening this gift of light is not only to, to set us free and to give us life and to, to, to bring us back to the original intent where we can just be completely innocent before you, but Lord, you've also given us this gift to give to others. And so Lord, I pray that as we celebrate Christmas this weekend and as we celebrate your birth and as we celebrate all of the good things that you have for us, God, that we would be super intentional to let your light just radiate from who we are into other people. God, I pray that this Christmas would be a Christmas where we receive not only these three gifts, but all the gifts that you have for us. 
God, I pray by your Holy Spirit that you would reveal to other people in this room, people listen to me right now, the other gifts that you have for each one of them. Maybe it's not freedom. Maybe it's not life or light for this weekend. Maybe it's something completely different. But God, you have great gifts for us. And help us to receive these gifts and not put them on a shelf. God, help us to be like that little child that opens a gift and is so excited about it that they will not open any other gifts because they want to play with that one. (laughs) God, may we be so excited about the gift that you have for us that we we don't want to do anything else but think about that and investigate that and let that into our lives and then let it radiate out into the world. Lord, we thank you for these things in your name. Amen.